This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, March 25th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama's incursion over Libya has left many people asking what the president aims to achieve. Ben Friedman, research fellow in defense and homeland security studies at the Cato Institute, argues that the president's rudderless attacks are simply war without policy. President Obama said that U.S. policy in Libya has a different goal than the war the United States is helping execute in Libya, this air war. The president said U.S. policy is to help the rebels overthrow Gaddafi and set up a democratic government. That's what we'd like to see happen, he said. But the war, the purpose of the war, uh, as outlined by U.N. Security Council Resolution 1973, is just to protect civilians from Gaddafi. Uh, And so what we're doing with air power is simply preventing Gaddafi's military forces, both uh, in the air and on the ground, from attacking civilians. And that dichotomy between uh, what the United States says it's doing as a policy matter and what the war is doing is pretty hard to figure out. Uh, And I think it, it causes us some trouble. It seems to me that the reason we're there, the basic reason, is that we want to help the rebels uh, achieve their revolution. That's the thing that motivated most people to care about this. Uh, The humanitarian imperative, I think, frankly, was secondary to that because there's lots of places in the world uh, where far larger humanitarian disasters occur that don't interest us. So I think what, what interested us here was the opportunity Uh, to institute some sort of liberal government, uh, whatever its chances for success. Uh, But we're now in a situation where we're bombing uh, Gaddafi's forces on the ground only insofar as they attack towns. And uh, we're not attacking the forces when they're moving around uh, separately from from the battles they're engaging in in towns, mostly in eastern Libya. So uh, it seems to me that the effect of the policy, the effect of the military policy, is to stalemate the war because we're only stopping Gaddafi's forces from uh, achieving their aims in eastern Libya. We're not helping the rebels go west, go back to Tripoli. That's what uh, the policy that Carter Ham, who's the general in charge of Africa Command, who's the chief U.S. officer in charge of the war, said we're executing. He said, we're not doing close air support for the rebels. And to me, I would have liked to stay out of this war altogether from a military perspective. But insofar as we're going to be in, and insofar as the French and British are in, we ought to have a, a policy, a military policy that's consistent uh, with our our goals. And uh, we ought to therefore give the rebels close air support and maybe do strategic bombing, uh, help them move forward and take Tripoli. Otherwise, I think the war is going to stalemate and we could be doing this no-fly zone thing for years, uh, which was the case in, in northern Iraq in the 1990s. It just went on and on and on and was a bleeding wound that helped get us into the Iraq war. It was a point of justification for Hawk. So uh, I, I think we ought to, uh, if we're going to be involved, we ought to give the rebels uh, more support. How does this affect since we're there, how does this affect decisions down the road, uh, given the fact that the, the policy is, is uh, vague at best? I think it's a cliche but an accurate one that there's this mission creep. Uh, and I, I'm saying I would like to see some mission creep. I'd like, if we're, again, if we're going to be there, I think we ought to have a more sensible goal. Uh, but um, when you say you want to do X, in this case, get rid of Gaddafi, and you're blowing things up and killing people uh, – in a war where some of the people fighting the war are trying to achieve that same aim, uh, I think a lot, and then you fail to achieve that aim uh, because you have a military policy that's aiming at something less, which is uh, in this case protecting civilians, 
well, there's a lot of natural pressure to sort of unify the means and the ends and uh, do what it is uh, most of the rebels uh, want to do and, and what it is you'd say uh, you'd like to see happen. So I think to the extent the American public gets worked up about this, there might be pressure uh, to to escalate uh, the attacks. And in a limited sense, I'd be for that. Again, I'd like to see us not be involved. I'd like to see us hand power over to the Europeans, but insofar as we are, are going to be involved, uh, we ought to help overthrow the government there. I think that's one way we get out of there faster. Aside from it's in the Constitution uh, for Congress to authorize uh, these types of actions, what are, are there other benefits to having Congress play a larger role here? Yeah. Congress's constitutional powers are not just something on a piece of paper. They're part of a theory about how the government ought to work. And in this case, uh, what we don't get when Congress doesn't authorize the war or appropriate money for the war is a debate uh, and an attempt to get the administration to come up to Capitol Hill and say, here's what we're doing and here's why. Uh, and so we stumble into this war, as I've said, with very unclear objectives, uh, this vague idea that we're just protecting civilians. The president gave a speech last week where he said uh, nothing about the fact that there's a war going on in Libya, simply pretending that we're only uh, protecting uh, civilians and, and uh, ignoring the politics of the situation in Libya. And I think Congress debating it and uh, forcing the administration to justify itself would at least be clarifying, even if they do. I'd like to see them stop it, frankly, but even if they don't, it would at least be clarifying for people watching for the U.S. public to understand what exactly we're doing there. So we don't just have a, a constitution uh, that has legal requirements for the sake of legal requirements themselves. It's supposed to make government function better. And I think it's a good theory. And that's one reason Congress ought to act, ought to say, we're going to vote on this and uh, you're going to, we're going to pull out of there if we don't authorize it. There's this idea that uh, by doing what we're doing in Libya, we are giving notice to the world's dictators that when protesters rise up, that they need to, well, I guess, not kill them. Yeah. There's sort of one justification that people who wanted to have a no-fly zone or even more robust measures offered for, for uh, the intervention was this credibility of either the UN or the United States to stand up for, for democracy and, and for uh, people who are protesting against governments, the idea being that uh, by showing uh, in Libya that we're prepared to act, that we would uh, inspire rebellion or protests elsewhere and deter governments or dictators, particularly in the region, from cracking down on them. That's a very popular argument. It's made of both the right and the left. Uh, Anne-Marie Slaughter, who was until recently the director of policy planning in the, in the Obama administration, is now at, the, uh, at Princeton, makes this argument. Uh, Karl Rove makes a version of this argument. It's very popular. And I think it's basically nonsense. I think that there's very little evidence that credibility travels that way, that when people in particular countries are thinking about how will I handle protests or will I start a war, uh, that they're looking a great deal across borders. Now, I think it is true that there's a effect on protesters. They get inspired by people in other countries. That's pretty clear. Uh, but that governments would simply fold their tents or dictators would fold their tents based on what the UN or the US does 
in Libya, I think, ascribes way too much power to demonstration effects and way too little power to the internal dynamics, the power dynamics within the countries of concern. If I were in charge of Iran, I would not view the U.S. intervention in Libya as an indication that I cannot crack down on protesters. I don't think it would matter to me one way or the other. If it did matter to me, since I would be very interested in staying in power, it would probably embolden me to be more aggressive at the early uh, point of protest so they don't get out of hand like they did in Libya, and I would probably go more in the direction of a police state. Uh, so, I, I th Although I don't think it really matters very much. If there was any effect, I think that would be it So uh, on, on dictators. So I think that credibility argument is just a very bad one for getting into this war, really any other war. Ben Friedman is a research fellow in Defense and Homeland Security Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.